The following is a presentation of the Hoot Sports Network. Fellas, and welcome in to the debut episode of the Hoot Fantasy Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for returning to the league. We got all our members back from last year. And uh, I'm always looking for an excuse or uh, whatever to uh, use this equipment downstairs. So I figured this would be uh, fun and interesting for us. Um, what we're going to do uh, each week, probably going forward after today, uh, today's Labor Day, um, we'll probably be recording Tuesday nights, so it'll be in your ear holes uh, by Wednesday, and we'll talk about the league's going-ons, uh, talk about what's going on in the real NFL. Um, as always, you could send me... Uh, information, trash talk, and we'll uh, we'll put it out there for the masses to hear. Um, this first episode, got a little bit of news and notes heading into week one. Very excited for football. And then uh, we'll recap the draft. Um, I'll go through who, uh, who the everybody's picks, who I felt were their top picks. Well, top picks are going to be their first round pick. And then the best value they got. And also, I personally, I thought that they reached on. And then we'll go uh, do a little bit of week one preview with the matchups and a couple little blurbs about that here and there. So uh, let's go over some news and notes first. Starting off with the Baltimore Ravens. I know RD is pouring out some uh, probably malt liquor on the street as we speak. Um, earlier, I want to say last week, J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL. He's out for the year. And just as I was setting up to record this podcast, Justice Hill, another running back for the Ravens, he tears his Achilles and he's out for the year. So they are uh, now going to be bringing in a couple running backs to try out. They only have two active running backs on their roster right now. Um... Looks like they're bringing in Devonta Freeman and also Le'Veon Bell. Uh, so we'll see what happens if one of them signs before uh, before week one starts, but not a great start for uh, the supposed favorite in that division um, with the Browns, the surprise Browns looming in the shadows. Also, uh, Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars was traded to Eagles for a conditional six-round pick. Uh, basically giving the start, and everybody knew once the pick was made that uh, Trevor Lawrence was going to be the starter there in Jacksonville. So, uh, And the Eagles did announce that Jalen Hurts was going to be the starter in, for Philly, um, so that ended any controversy there uh, for Gardner Minshew going to there. He'll be the backup. The Dolphins... Apparently are not 
uh, not in favor, or not so much not in favor, but they had their doubts about Tua Tungavailoa, as they appear to be the front runner for the Texans QB Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Texans asking for a king's ransom number of first and second round picks, um, but it looks like they're going to be content with uh, one starting Tyrod Taylor week one. And two, having uh, Deshaun Watson be a healthy scratch throughout the entire season. Um, so let's see. Uh, both sides are going to play chicken. I know Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play for the Texans anymore. Um, but we'll, they'll play chicken and see. We'll see what happens come week eight during the trade deadline if uh, if a move's made. And uh, final bit of news. Patriots release quarterback Cam Newton, which clears the way for Mac Jones to be the starter in week one. Uh, he had a very tumultuous exit, COVID things, was put on COVID protocol. Uh, Patriots basically blamed it 100% on Cam and, uh, I guess, choices that he made. So that made him expendable. That's not to say that Mac Jones is more talented than Cam. I don't think that is the case. But... um I think it speaks to Mac Jones definitely acting like a grown-up, not that Cam was acting like a baby, but uh, they're willing to uh, put their eggs in that in that basket and see if Mac Jones can uh, can lead that uh, team through a division. Now, such a young division, all four teams are on young quarterbacks, Mac Jones, uh, Zach Wilson for the Jets, uh, Tua in Miami, and uh, the number one quarterback in that division out in Buffalo, Josh Allen. So uh, very interested to see that dog fight in the AFC East. Who can um, basically who's going to be second place behind the Bills? I think the Bills are going to run away and hide with that division. Okay, now let us get into the draft recap. Always a fun time uh, to draft. The order uh, is based on their fin- how, how people finished last year. So we're going to go from Dan to Spider to Rudo, Baker, myself, RD, Kent, Gerald, Trance, Theo, Kramer, and the defending champion, Doc, in that order. We'll start off with Dan, a step too far is his team name. Uh, First pick, obviously, uh, there was no other way he was going to go. He went with Christian McCaffrey. Definitely his top pick. Um, Got really good value with uh, a favorite of mine, Brandon Ayuk from San Francisco, and also tight end Robert Tanyan from Green Bay. Um, He looks to uh, possibly break out and be a sleeper tight end uh, this year. Onto the Detroit baseball kits with Spider. He was the wild card. He's always the wild card when it comes to drafting. Um, you never know uh, which way he's going to lean as far as who he's going to pick. But I'd have to say in the handful of years that Spider's been in this league uh, with us, this is probably the best draft that he has had. His top pick, he went uh, number two with Nick Chubb. In uh, for Cleveland, very safe pick there. Uh, two, uh, no, uh, two other valued uh, wide receivers 
uh, Tyler Boyd for uh, Cincinnati, and also Debo Samuel from San Francisco. Uh, he reached on Cam Newton, but this was obviously pre uh, the Patriots releasing him. Um, but he has, I believe, since corrected that uh, he already uh, replaced Cam. Uh, let me just double check the app. Pretty sure he already replaced Cam. Down to the Beastball Cats. Yes, he um he's going forward with uh handsome Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, he picked up off the waivers. Uh so we'll see how Jim how long Jimmy lasts in San Francisco. Um I know a lot of the fan base, myself included, is very eager to see how they're going to handle uh Jimmy G and the third overall pick in the draft, Trey Lance. Um but we've seen, we've also seen what a healthy Jimmy can do, and a healthy Jimmy can lead him to the Super Bowl. So, I think they, uh, if Jimmy's healthy, they'll go as far as Jimmy will let him go, and the first sign of trouble, they'll pull Jimmy and and try to get a a bit of a ransom for him, and they'll go with Trey Lance and see what's what's what with him. Onto the third pick, Rudo from the uh, the Kiwi from New Zealand. I got it right this time. Uh, his top pick is the third pick was Dalvin Cook, another safe running back pick there. Um, his best value, Calvin Ridley, who uh, the Falcons moved on from Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley is, they've cleared the way for Calvin Ridley to be the number one receiver, but they also drafted um, probably the most dynamic tight end in the draft. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Hold, hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. It'll come to me later. It'll, yeah, it'll come to me later. I'll have to look it up. But either way, uh, the reach he had, and it's only a reach because uh, usually you can still get great value for a QB later on in the draft, and he got Russell Wilson, who's not a bad pick by any means. Um, but you just, there are more better value QBs that are going later in drafts than where he got Russell Wilson. Um, let's head over to Feeling Alive, Baker, at the number four spot. He gets Alvin Kamara who uh, will be interested to see what Alvin Kamara does in the post-Drew B's era in New Orleans. Um, they announced their starting QB for week one was uh, was Jameis Winston, who is who should have been clearly the number one starter uh, at QB this year. There was some debate about him or with their other QB slash receiver slash tight end slash H back, but Jameis, uh, I think Jameis will do just fine. Kyle Pitts is the tight end for Atlanta dynamic in every shape uh, you can imagine. Best value, he got Darnell or Daryl Henderson, uh, I believe for the Chiefs. Uh, got him real late. He's everybody in the Chiefs offense is going to touch the ball. Um, so that'll be a good move for them. Bit of a reach there for Mike Thomas. He's going to miss the first six weeks. Um, 
on the and the injured reserve or he was either injured reserve or suspension, one or the other. But he's gonna miss the first six weeks of the season. And uh you just can't you can't draft him where you would normally draft him. If he was gonna be around for 17 games, then obviously he's a, a top uh I'd say third round, fourth round receiver. Um but I've seen in other drafts where he hasn't gone into almost the tens. Um, so a little bit of a, re- a little bit of reach there for Mike Thomas. But if he pans out and is is the regular old Mike Thomas with with Jameis back there, that'll turn into a really great uh, value for for Baker. Uh, myself at the fifth spot, where I did not expect, uh, I did not expect Derrick Henry to make it past Baker. Um, but I'll take Derrick Henry as my top pick. Um, best value, I think, is Justin Herbert. Uh, he really showed uh, last year that he is uh, trending up to being a top quarterback in this league, um, and I think he's due to have a breakout season. Um, my reach is Devin Singletary. Uh, I don't think... The Buffalo Bills are really concerned with the run game. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's what went with Devin Singletary. And uh, I don't think that's going to be much of a much of a value at all. It's definitely a reach for me. Um, on to RD with the Baltimore beatdown. His top pick, of course, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, you had to know that. Any Ravens on the board near where RD is picking, they're going to get scooped up. Uh, So his best value was also Gus Edwards because he got him so late, plus the J.K. Dobbins news. So Gus is going to be the number one. And like I mentioned before, QBs, he drafted a QB in the first round with Lamar, so that's got to be the reach. Um, You can get better value later, but Lamar is a a much different animal, even different than Patrick Mahomes because of his uh, throwing ability. Yes, Lamar can throw the ball, and he's also his running ability. So moving on to to Kent, co-commissioner Kent, and I like big TDs. Uh, His top pick was Zeke. Fell all the way to seven. Um, that's about where Zeke's gonna go. Uh, I guess the only reach would be Lamar. Um, but no, I think six, seven's about where Zeke's gonna go. So he got the, the value he needed there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler Higby, Mike Evans, definite value there with those three selections. Um, but he went to reach with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he picked him rather early, and like it's it's old hat now. It's QBs. Wait, <laughs> wait as long as you can. Uh, Gerald's in next. The Eagles fan gets stuck with Saquon Barkley. Let's see how long that lasts. Um, his best value: two top receivers. Um, both have top five potential or top 10 potential to finish, maybe even top five, Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown. Um, I like both of those guys. Uh, I think they're both going to do some big work this year. 
And the reach, again, it's quarterback. He took Baker Mayfield. Um, We'll see. uh, Actually, he might have. No, that was a different league. Sorry. He did not release Baker Mayfield. That was in a, a different league that I'm in. Yep, his quarterback is still Baker Mayfield. Um, so we'll see. Those Browns, uh, a lot of people are are on the Browns this year because they have literally everything, a defense, weapons on offense, and they're going to go as far as Baker will let them. So th- this has to be the, the make-or-break year for him. Uh, on to uh, Trance, turn and run. He took Tyreek Hill in the first round. Um. Once you get to this back half, this 8, 9, 10, 11, or a 9, 10, 11, 12 range, you, you start thinking about uh, receivers, Tyreek Hill. You start thinking about Devontae Adams. You maybe even start thinking about tight end uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, this is about the point because the the backs, once you get past Zeke and, and, and Barkley, the backs take a little bit of a, of a drop-off. So this was probably a good pick there. Um, his best value, he got Dak Prescott really late, and he's also primed to have a, a breakout year. The reach, um, the inferior quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, we're only a one-quarterback league, um, so I guess taking a backup, Maybe if you're unsure, it, it's it's not a bad strategy. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what Jalen Hurts does. Uh, their Eagles are probably going to finish fourth in that division. Sorry, Gerald. Um, on to Theo at pick number uh, 10, threat level midnight. His top pick was Aaron Jones. Um, he's slightly a step down from the previous running backs taken, but... Sorry, I hit the mic. Um, definitely a top running back to take. And uh, at that point, you got to think, do I want to take a running back who's maybe tier two or do I want to take tier one at tight end or receiver? So he went running back. Um, his best value, Justin Jefferson, another uh, dynamite uh, receiver. He's the clear number one there in Minnesota. He is primed to have a breakout season. Uh, even if his quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Uh, the runner-up last year, Kramer, a.k.a. bye week, he was the first to uh, break the tight end mold and took uh, Jason Kelsey in the first round with pick number 11. Um, his best value was Josh Allen, who showed up and showed out last year and has shown no signs of slowing down Heading into this year, he got himself a number one receiver in uh, Stefan Diggs. And amazingly, he's uh, turned into a top quarterback in the league. Uh, So Kramer looking to reap those uh, benefits once again. His reach uh, is Juju Smith-Schuster. He's probably not the... He's definitely not the number one. He's just not built like to be a number one. I think Deontay Johnson's more of a number one there for Pittsburgh. Um, and you can get Deontay Johnson well after uh, well after you're drafting Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Um, but we'll see. And uh, this is probably the last go around for Big Ben as well. So they uh, will need to come up with a exit plan uh, once uh, Ben is out of the league. And the champion, Doc Gridiron Hitsticks, took the rookie from the aforementioned Steelers, Najee Harris. Um, again, he's probably the last uh, stud running back to take uh, after Aaron Jones. So that was a that was a very um, quality pick there, and his best value is probably Andrews, Mark Andrews, the tight end of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, probably their top receiving uh, receiving threat. To be honest, um, Hollywood Brown hasn't done much. Um, I believe they brought in Sammy Watkins, so we'll see what Sammy Watkins can do. Um, they also drafted Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, big body receiver. Um, but what's going to make the Ravens go is the run game. Uh, Mark Andrews off of play action and then the the legs of, of Lamar Jackson. Um, and uh, Doc, I believe, is also the first person to take a stinking kicker. He also took the best kicker in the league, Justin Tucker. But that was his reach. Um Wait until you take your kicker at the absolute last possible uh, spot um, or don't take a kicker and just pick one off off of waivers. Your call. Um, but uh, took a kicker much more early on. I guess if you're going to reach on a kicker, that is the kicker to reach on. So that covers the draft. And now... We will get into the week one preview as we kick things off Thursday night. What's the Thursday night game this week? Uh, let's see. The Thursday night game, I want to say it's Tampa. I want to say it's Tampa, but don't. Quote me on that. If my phone decides to operate, and it is. Tampa hosting the Cowboys Thursday night on NBC. We'll get things started. And on Monday night, they finally got rid of the double Monday night games week one. That West Coast 10 o'clock game was always the worst. The Monday night game, Ravens. At the Raiders on ESPN. Sunday night, Bears and Rams in L.A. Uh, and a host of other games because, you know, everybody's playing. But it'll kick off. Let's get into the week one preview. Uh, myself, the Vaughn Villains, will be taking on Rudo. Password is Taco. Uh, only five points separate us in the projections, according to the app we use, the Sleeper app. The uh, And both teams trying to rebound after finishing in the bottom five last year. The defending champions, Gridiron Hitsticks, Doc, will be taking on Mugen. Uh, both are projected very strong out of the gate, and this is actually a battle of the two winningest teams in league history um, since we've been on Sleeper. This is the second year we've been on Sleeper. 
Uh, both uh, teams have won nearly 70% of their games. So this would be a big matchup. Uh, Trance, turn and run, taking on Kent. I like big TDs. Very even here in a rematch from round one of the playoffs last season. Trance won by almost 50 points. So Kent looking to strike some revenge here. Uh, RD in Baltimore beatdown. We'll be taking on Baker, Thielen alive. Another very even matchup here. Both teams looking to get out of the toilet bowl this season. Uh, last year, they uh, finished in the bottom half bracket. Theo and a threat level midnight taking on Dan and a step too far. Theo suffered a, a loss in the semifinals last year looking to bounce back. And Dan was uh, the recipient of the Lowlesley Award because he, quote-unquote, won the toilet bowl and uh, got the first pick of the draft this year to get CMC, Christian McCaffrey. And finally, the bye week, Kramer taking on the Detroit Baseball Cats, uh, Spider and his uh, cast of characters. This one, at the time I wrote the notes, was the biggest projected blowout on the board. Let me get an updated. Uh, still the projected biggest blowout on the board. Um, according to the Sleeper app, about an 80% chance that uh, Kramer is going to win this game. Uh, but Spider is going to look to pull a Spider special and give an early season loss to Last year's runner-up. So, I think that'll do it. I don't plan to make these too terribly long. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for returning. Let's have a great year. And um, to close things out, in honor of uh, our namesake on the trophy, the uh, first place trophy, the Buffness McGee Memorial Trophy. No, he's not dead or anything, but he's going to play us out with uh, one of his many theme songs. So uh, until next time, we'll see you next week. Have fun in week one. So long, everybody.